This is Corolla Digital. Hi, I'm Larry Miller, but in a way, aren't we all? And I just had a huge Chinese dinner out with Colonel Jeff. And every time I have a huge Chinese dinner with Colonel Jeff at this time of year, it makes me think of A Christmas Story, that great movie that we all love. And people that sent me a gift, that wonderful guy sent me that gift, that the leg lamp from A Christmas Story, and I still use it. And I thought of A Christmas Story, and I thought, well, supposing people want to go out and get gifts at this time of year, where might they go? Go to Amazon on the Internet. Go to Amazon.com, and you can get fabulous gifts there. They have everything in the world, except, of course, an actual Amazon. But when you go there, don't go right to Amazon. You don't do that. Why, that's a fool's play. You go to our show. You go to our podcast, LarryMillerPodcast.com. That's it, right? LarryMillerPodcast.com. You'd think I'd know at this point. You hit LarryMillerPodcast.com, and then a banner comes up with Amazon on it, and then you hit that banner, then you get whatever you want, all the great prizes, all the great gifts, and then we get some of that money. So you know what? Have a great December. Have a great Christmas, great holiday, whatever you're going to celebrate. And you know what? Have a wonderful New Year, too. I can't wait to get back in January because we're starting our new shows then here on the podcast, and I'm really looking forward to it. And so is Colonel Jeff and Dr. Chris, and we hope you are, too. We'll see you in the new year. Bye. From Level 5 City in Glendale, it's This Week with Larry Miller. Good evening, Mr. and Mrs. America, and everyone who loves Thanksgiving leftovers. Hi, folks. Welcome back to This Week with Larry Miller. I'm Larry Miller, but in a way, aren't we all? And don't they sound good as always? Of course, that's the Ian Millar Orchestra and the Diana Crockett Dow Dancers featuring boy tenor Jason Adams asking the musical question... Why is abbreviation such a long word, which makes perfect sense? It's, it's a very sensible question, and we salute Jason for that one. And there's so much to do today, so let's just start by saying, and by Amazon. That's right, Amazon.com. As you know, we're fond of saying here, you can get anything in the world you want on Amazon, except, of course, an actual Amazon. And if you do find one of those, please let us know how, because... We will order one, too. And uh, Amazon uh, has been very good. They give a good deal here. It helps keep the lights on at Ace Broadcasting. So if you're going to order something at Amazon.com, and why wouldn't you, go to our website first, which is AceLarryMiller.com. Notice I stopped saying www.AceLarryMiller.com. That's because I'm smart, not like everyone says. Who was that? Oh, that's right. It was Fredo. (laughs) Gee. By the way, what a great actor John Casal was. And you know, how many parts did he do when he was very, very, very ill? I don't know if you know this. I'm sure if you're a film fan, most of you do know it. John Casal played Fredo in uh, in The Godfather, number one, and The Godfather 2. And he was also in, uh, oh, the Al Pacino bank robber movie. What's that? Uh, oh, for goodness sake, it's just escaping me right now. The uh, Oh, Dog Day Afternoon. And by the way, I figured that out. Colonel Jeff was lunging to the keyboard, 
or to something that I couldn't see because it wasn't in the window there. But he was, he was lunging, I'll tell you that. And I'm sure it was to type that in. But John Cassell, so many things. And the deer hunter, so many great things. By the way, as you know, it's also wonderful to look things up on the Internet. We all love the Internet for that. We all love Googling for that. But it's better in a way when you think of things in your own head. And I know you know that. So let's let's all always commit to still using our noggins for certain things like that. Take an extra 30 seconds instead of uh, instead of just, you know, uh, looking something up. You can, it's always fun to think of it in your head. At any rate, though, it was uh, it was wonderful, wonderful to see that. And uh, John Cassell is a great, great actor. So anything that happens on Amazon, by the way, I'm going to be going on Amazon because I'm going to be getting a safety razor. That's right. And we're going to have a new theme. It's Colonel Jeff who handles all the theme songs here, by the way. And uh, there's going to be a safety razor update because this came up. People have asked about it. It was in my head. It was in the colonel's head. It was in the doc, Dr. Chris's head as well that when I said, you know, I went into the drugstore and I couldn't get, I couldn't decide whether to get the three blades with four razors in the pack or the four blades with three razors in the pack because they were both seven ninety nine, and my head almost exploded. I almost popped a vein like scanners where they started to throb just, oh, ah, 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 bam, and almost just lost a vein right there. And I decided because we started talking and reminiscing about safety razors and I decided, you know what? And uh, and the colonel had one, and he brought one in that he had just had somewhere in uh, in his garage. And uh, that I'm going to get one. And it, and someone wrote in, it is going to be that it is on Amazon. You can get a safety razor. And here's another. By the way, this was something the colonel just mentioned we were going to do in housekeeping. But I'm going on to the. To the Facebook page a lot more. The This Week with Larry Miller Facebook page. We're going to tell you how to get on that a little later. And I do go on. I was on today. The comments are very meaningful. And I'm, and I'm writing in little by little, more by more, as I, well, learn how to do it. No, I know how to do it, but uh, the colonel walks me through it sometimes. And uh, we're not only captioning all the photos we put on the album week to week, but I, I write captions, funny captions for that. And uh, but I also like commenting, writing back to people. And uh, by the way, that uh, as the colonel lunged one more time, and that address is facebook.com slash Larry Miller Podcast. Is that it really? Wow. Well, of course, why would he kid me? <laughs> no, says the colonel, I'm lying. But uh, so at any rate, though, it's very meaningful that you write in, and uh, I'm going on there uh, now a lot more. And I'm and I'm writing back. So uh, thank you for doing that. So Amazon.com. I'm going to go to getting a razor there. Hit the Larry Miller uh, this week with Larry Miller dot com, and uh, no acelarrymiller.com. You know we could take that out electronically, but I think it's charming to keep mistakes like that in. <laughs> <laughs> so you go to acelarrymiller.com. There's a banner that says Amazon, or so they tell me, because, again, I, don't, I wouldn't know because I've never been on it. But you hit the Amazon banner. You order anything you want on Amazon, and then they give us part of the dough. And as we we're fond of saying, it goes to keeping the lights on here at Ace. So please do that. And by Sherry's Berries. That's right. And this particular ad... As the colonel just mentioned, has what he calls their call to action in it. That's an industry term that I'd never heard, but uh, Jeff knew it was the call to action because Sherry's Berries, first of all, this is holiday season, and we're getting very close to the holidays. And you know what that means? 
No, I don't really. It means that do we have even do people even have office parties anymore? Does it mean that people just get loaded in the office and start making out on the copy machine? Is anyone doing that anymore? Is that some kind of some kind of image left over from 1964 from Jack Lemmon movies? I guess it is. Yeah, nobody's doing that really. And then suddenly they're doing like doing the twist on desktops. I guess not. Just here at Ace. At any rate, though, uh, Sherry's Berries is something that comes up every holiday season, and that's a wonderful thing to know, by the way, that as long as they're around and we're around, we're going to be plugging them at holiday time. So remember, what are they? They're enormous, fresh, juicy, mouth-watering, freshly dipped strawberries for only nineteen ninety-nine. You get a ton of them. You get, what, a 1,000? Maybe 10,000 in the box? All I can tell you is they're so good that the first thing to go here at Ace Broadcasting, and if you could see the collection of people who work here, you wouldn't think it was such a compliment for Sherry's Berries because these these guys, like me, well, will eat anything. We have dipped cheese slices wrapped in plastic into mustard. It's actually very sad, but the Sherry's Berries go really fast. So uh, remember, they're covered with chocolate chips, crushed almonds, decorative swizzle, and add-ons like cookies, cheesecake, and cake pops. Plus, radio listeners, is that what we are? Are we putting something out on the radio? I guess we are, in a way. Radio listeners can, can double the berries for just $10 more. This is why it gets close to holiday season. That's what you meant by the call to action. Wow, the, this is like that thing where, have you ever ordered anything to, on TV? I have. We all have. You know, where you where you see the first minute and a half of the infomercial or the first five minutes of the infomercial, and you think to yourself, well, this one is for, you have to be a complete idiot to get this one. This is just a stupid thing. You know, who cares that it cooks the turkey with sound waves in the in the cake plate there? Who cares? And then I actually bought that thing once on the road from the hotel room. I said, that's amazing. It cooks the turkey with sound waves. And after you, if you watch for another eight minutes, I actually ordered ordered the thing, but then they always say to you, and it was a nice woman on the phone, she really was, she was from somewhere in Ohio, and they put them, you know how they put them in those bunkers, and they, they really don't see the air for a year, for, you know, a week or two, and she was very nice, because she said, now, do you want the stand that goes with it to do this, and I, I said, how much is that, she said, it's whatever it is, eight ninety five, eleven ninety five extra, I said, gee, no thanks, and she, then she said, okay, we'll throw it in, and I said, wow, so if if the people don't want it, you have it sitting there anyway. If they don't want to pay for it, you just throw it in. She said, yeah, that's part of the thing we do here. And I said, how do you like that? So that's part of their training. But at Sherry's Berries, you can order for nineteen ninety nine. the zillion of them anyway. But radio listeners, and that's you, you know who I'm talking to, can double the berries for just $10 more. So remember our slogan here about Sherry's Berries every year. It's the best treat and best food and best fruit you can ever eat with the worst phone number in American history, but it's worth it because there are many time, many different ways to order it, but here's that phone number. Call 866-FRUIT-0, the number 2. That's 866-F-R-U-I-T-Z-E-R-O, number 2. And as it actually says, I love this, because it actually says on this sheet... Or even better, yeah, you got that right. <laughs> you bet it's better. That, so the phone number is 866-FRUIT-0, number two, or even better, visit, and this is so simple and obvious, berries.com. It's the plural of berries, so it's I-E-S, B-E-R-R-I-E-S.com. 
And, and uh, that's so easy, so convenient. Why, the word berries.com, the address is actually as delicious as a strawberry dip in chocolate in its way, don't you think? Well, maybe not. But the point is, go to berries.com, click on the microphone, and type in Larry Miller. That's right. And they will actually spell out my name in swizzle on the berries. No, they won't. But we get, uh, we get notified for the, by that, and we get some dough for that. Now, here's the call to action. Remember to order these berries before midnight on Friday. Better yet, order right now. Come on! What's wrong with you? That's why it's a call to action. That's what Jeff just said that before. You know, that's the call to action. So if you're wondering how far we've changed from a guy riding on a horse at midnight through a town screaming, the British are coming, that's kind of a call to action, don't you think? And now we've gotten to the point where our call to action is order right now. And certainly before midnight on on Friday. So visit berries.com. B-E-R-R-I-E-S dot com and enjoy Sherry's Berries. And we do it here at Ace Broadcasting and they help, They once again, they help keep the lights on here. And now, that's right, it's time for the Joke of the Week. I love that Colonel Jeff found uh, those little themes as well there. So here's the Joke of the Week. And by the way, please write some of these in. This I got from a friend of mine today. But if you have a good joke, if you do, I'll credit you and I'll mention your name because it follows my policy of comedy for years now that as long as someone is funny around here, I don't care who it is. And uh, so if you have a joke, send it in. And, of course, you know how we do it here, how how I perform it, how you like to listen. I think it has to be clean, okay? It can be suggestive. And, in fact, this one, I think... Fits that perfectly. So, uh, here, it's just silly, but this one made me laugh today. So, uh, a 10-year-old boy comes home from school one day and uh, goes into the kitchen, and his mom is making something there, and he says, Hey, Mom, what's fornication? And she almost drops the cake plate and just says, "Uh, Go ask your father. And he goes into the living room, and his dad's there reading the paper. And he says, Hey, Dad... What's fornication? And the father just rattles the paper and says, oh, go ask your brother. And he goes, said, brother, nothing. They, nobody wants to answer. He says to himself, gee, what won't any... And he thinks to himself, you know what? I'll go upstairs and ask Grandpa. So he goes into Grandpa's room and says, hey, Grandpa, you mind if I ask you something? And Grandpa says, of course, whatever you want. You ask, come on and ask anything at all. And he says, uh, what's fornication? And uh, the grandfather says, of course you should ask me that. I know it. Uh, ask me anything. And uh, by the way, I'm an expert. I'll show you. Come here. He says, he takes him over to the closet, opens the closet door, and, he, and there were two suits hanging there. One is brown and one is blue. He's, and, and, and the man says, now, first of all, now you see these two suits here? The brown one is for every day, but the blue one is for an And I thought that was just adorable. So you, as you, I think you already know, you can't kill me with puns. Number one, there's no pun too knuckleheaded to make me laugh. And plus, I was just saying this to the colonel before when I told him that joke. I said, uh, and you know this too, that that joke obviously comes from somewhere around 1970, would you think? But it it crosses over two eras that really are not going to happen anymore. One is the classic theatrical movie television, Jewish accent, Eastern European Jewish accent. It doesn't exist anymore. It's not producing any more people that are going to feed into that. So all jokes like that, and it's cute, it's fun, and all jokes like that are never going to exist again 
But today, they do on our show, and we did it together. Now, I'm sorry, by the way, that the Larry Miller Drinking Society didn't meet last Saturday night in Crystal Lake, Illinois. What a great place that is, folks. There is a street called Williams Street. This is a classic. If if the phrase, a picture book town, has ever meant anything, it's a city, by the way. They have 40,000 people there. What a beautiful place, though, Crystal Lake, Illinois, and they have a street that runs right through the heart of the town, and I'm telling you, it was it's like an artist's rendering of what you would like a town to look like. A beautiful theater, the Rouse Center there, terrific people, but the Larry, there was a lot of interest. The Larry Miller Drinking Society didn't meet that night after the show. As you know, and I'm going to repeat, uh, you know, say this again, that whenever I go on the road with my show Cocktails with Larry Miller, the one-man show, the Larry Miller Drinking Society always meets, and I tweet it just before the show or a few hours before the show where we're going to meet. It's either the hotel bar I'm staying or a bar right near the theater. And it's really pretty neat. And we've had, you know, 10 to 30 people show up. And uh, it's very gratifying and a lot of fun. People bring the Larry Miller Drinking Society cards. And this week, folks were actually tweeting that, hey, where's the society going to meet? Where's the LMDS going to meet? But I have a cold. And I had one then. And I have it now. I was, and I don't get colds. I'm like the Martians in War of the Worlds. I could be felled by a cold. But I'm telling you, this one really, I had a great show. I loved the theater there. But I was I was just walking around in a barrel of Purell. You shouldn't have touched me. You shouldn't have been near me. And my head was just jammed with cold. And so it was not a smart night to go out and uh, have a few drinks afterwards. I did anyway, as a matter of fact, but that's different. That was the minibar. No, and I got this cold, by the way, because I was flying in front of two girls. I tweeted this, in fact. Two kids, eight and ten, who were coughing like Mimi in La Boheme or Doc Holliday or Doc Holliday in La Boheme. If Doc Holliday was in La Boheme, that's the kind of coughing they were doing. And you add that on to the Thanksgiving hugs I got. It's so funny how people are. And my wife, whom I love, and had her sister come over. And I love her sister and her family. And I said, that's no kidding. I really do. They're, they're great, great people. But she and her son had colds. And they were coughing like Doc Holliday. And so we still hugged and ate together. Here, try some of this. Oh, okay. You're eating off people's forks. You know, it's Thanksgiving. And by the way, ours went really, really well. It was a delicious meal and only two fist fights, which is pretty good, I think, for Thanksgiving. And my wife won both. So that's pretty good, too. And yeah, yeah, very impressive, isn't it? No, it was really a wonderful Thanksgiving. But that's why the LMDS didn't meet in Crystal Lake and we were staying in Chicago. I actually brought my family with me for the very first time because they were off because it was Thanksgiving. They didn't have school that Friday. So they said, my kids said, and my wife said, why don't we come with you? Because I was going to have to go that day, the day after Thanksgiving, to go to Chicago. And I said, you know what? That's a good idea. And they did come and they saw the show. And we watched Fanboys. You know something? It's really, really good. We only saw about a half hour of it before we had to go to the show or something happened where we could only see a half hour. But I'm looking forward to seeing it again. I'm telling you, it's a very, very good movie. Well written, well acted, well directed, well edited. Not broad, just really nice and very touching. And in it, 
they were part of the storyline is that they're going to they're going to have a mission to go to Skywalker Ranch because they're big Star Wars fans and they along the way they stop off to essentially pick a fight with a group of trekkies who are having a meeting out it's a very good scene and it's just really well done. A lot of them. I'm telling you, it's a very well done movie. If you haven't seen it, it's nourishing. It's not something where you'll say, "Oh, this is stupid," and I feel stupid watching it. It was, it was very good. I'm looking forward to seeing the whole thing. In fact, but it made me think because I've never really, well, confronted this, and I think, well, I think I may be a Trekkie, and I. I enjoy all the Star Wars movies and more than I thought I would. In fact, I like the Liam Neeson one and, and I like all the later ones and I like the first one when it came. I'm, and I may like them all, but I think I think I'm a Trekkie. I think uh, I'm not even going to list the reasons. I, uh, I I will admit that the the uh, hula dancing green skinned woman. Uh, is still in my mind. That was kind of a brain tattoo from being 15. You know, you see that and you think, whoa, whoa. And she's green, and I love greens. I love Green Lantern. I love everything, love everything green. But that was that was big. That was big news. That's like seeing. I don't know if I've mentioned this before. That's like that the poster of Linda Carter as Wonder Woman. That poster with her in the uniform and the uh, arms akimbo, the fists on the hip, and that nice smile with the, you know, uh, with the blazing black hair and those big blue eyes. And again, when you're 15, that's like one of those missiles f- fired from. <laughs> From the fighter plane, where you know they over the overlay of the target range, and okay, hold still, hold still, and they go boop, 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 fire, which just locked on. Those were locked on to me. That poster just killed me. It was I was I was a dead man, and uh, the same with the green skin uh, woman. But I guess the reason I'm saying this, and I also had a chance. I know I've mentioned Boston Legal before, and having a chance to be on there, and I, I guess I was on there ten or twelve times, and uh, and I and I really I really like every job I've ever had. That I know I've said that before, and that is no baloney. But I had the, such a good time on Boston Legal, and also because, well, it's William Shatner, and you have a chance to act with William Shatner, and I will never lose this. Nine-year-old's outlook about show business in general. I mean, come on. There was Candace Bergen there and James Spader I've worked with before. You know, and, uh, well, we know each other. We like each other. And, and there's a terrific cast there. And, but the chance, frankly, to say, what are you doing today? Well, I'm acting with William Shatner today. That's what, that's what I'm doing. It was so cool. And to spend a couple of weeks or several episodes, you know, doing that and, you know, some episodes where, you know, they direct you to have, you know, he has his hands on your shoulders and you have your hands on mine because I just escaped from an asylum. And I'd say, Denny, good to see you. You know, uh, you, you're still crazy. And, and he would say, with, with your hands on his hands on your shoulders and mine on his. I'm saying, mad, mad as a cow. Denny Crane, mad cow. And, you know, just to say after every take inside, hey, it's William Shatner. And, and this guy, I think, is... Has a good outlook on life. Is I'm sure you know this. Has never, never had a problem making fun of himself. And I wanted to tell you all this because it reminded me of the best Thanksgiving meal I've ever had, which was on Boston Legal. And that sounds stupid because I know a few weeks ago I mentioned a story where I told you about a spit bucket on the episode of NCIS, where no actor who has even half a brain ever eats on the set more than once. You do it once, 
but then you never ever do it again because it's just stupid because you have to do 55 takes of something of chewing and swallowing something and so there's always a spit bucket and good use of the spit bucket I know I told you this a few weeks ago but it's worth saying again it's really to me no kidding an artful part of storytelling so that when this, for instance, this NCIS episode comes on in a couple of weeks, it's their Christmas episode. If you watch it, you'll say, boy, it really looks like Larry's eating 35 cookies. But, of course, you're not. On Boston Legal, the last season they were on, they had, uh, I think it was a two-part episode on the Thanksgiving dinner. And I was back as the as the uh, the partner there. Uh, oh, yeah, Ed... Ed uh, Ed Poole, I think that's what the guy's name Edwin Poole, that's right. And uh, at any rate, though, and so everybody's there. It was a great time, and there's all 10 cast members from Boston Legal there. And here's the weird thing. No one, especially in this august cast, no one was ever going to eat anything. And it was a full day of shooting. Big table scenes are notorious in show business, whether it's a meeting of the board of directors at a company or, in this case, a Thanksgiving dinner. Table scenes are notorious because you have to shoot from every side. You have to shoot angles. They take, actually, a little little longer. And so no one was ever going to eat anything. And this was going to take about seven hours of shooting anyway. And the reason I'm bringing this up is we sit down there, and they have people cook a real meal there. And... About about an hour and a half in, after spitting, somebody, <laughs> might have been Spader, might have been me, I don't know, somebody actually chewed the turkey and swallowed it, and somebody said, this is a great turkey. And then everyone else said, really? And so the next take, as you're eating now, I actually put a forkful in my mouth and was thinking, you know, before the line, after the lines, whatever you're doing, I'm thinking, he's right, this is a great turkey. And then, you know, you get, so on the next take, then you say, can I have some gravy, please? And, uh, they, and they're right there, and it's hot. It's, it's, they really make the full meal. It's, a, it's like a, someone is right there, like a chef makes this meal. And it's got to be fresh each time. It's got to look fresh each time. It's got to look like it wasn't even carved every time It's got because it's the same scene. And then the next take after, and everyone starts doing this. Everyone at the table is eating this food. and say, I wonder how the biscuits are. Hey, pass me a biscuit. So now the next take, now you're eating a biscuit with stuffing stuffed into the biscuit. And everyone's thinking, as soon as, as, soon as the director, I think it was Bill DeLeo who directed it, as soon as he yelled, cut, people saying, have you tried the biscuits? They're great. They're really, really good. And I'm telling you folks that after an hour or two of this, people started saying, well, we can't keep eating because that's stupid. We all know it's stupid. We all know you can't keep eating. But I'm telling you, that food was so good, no one could stop. And they have beautiful actresses there as well as handsome actors and people who normally don't eat a ton on a set. And I'm telling you that every single human in that scene was eating like a horse and couldn't stop. And and, every, and action. Whatever the lines are, suddenly you're thinking, can we even hear those lines? These people are actually eating. And we couldn't stop eating. And this was seven hours of, and I didn't even feel full. I'm telling you, no one felt bad. No one said, oh, I'm really getting sick now. Oh, we're going to need some Pepto-Bismol. No one said anything. And I'm telling you, every portion, the caterer, and also, by the way, on the stage, all the all the folks on the crew, you know, the first AD and the second AD said, do we have enough turkey here? Because these people are really eating this stuff. And they, they had to say, okay, get more stuffing because they're really eating. They're really eating. What do you mean they're really eating? They're eating the food. They're really eating the food. 
and then lunch came and went. No one ate lunch because we were full. And then for the afternoon, went back to eating this Thanksgiving dinner because it was so, so good. And it, that was the best Thanksgiving. And I'm telling you, the wine, by the way, that they served is not real wine because it's not real wine. And they had kids at the table, too. But it's not real wine because it's not, well... It's not 1940, and it's not Errol Flynn and John Barrymore in a scene where they're just getting loaded. And they're really drinking like a full cup of, you know, let's toast. All right, fantastic, let's toast. And then they're just getting loaded. So the wine was not real wine. The wine is either apple juice or it's colored water. And that was a shame because everyone said, as we're eating this Thanksgiving dinner, everyone said, boy, I wish that wine was real because wine would be great now. After after that, you really want to just knock down a big eight-ounce glass of some kind of wine just right on top of all that food, and then another one and then another one. But I'm telling you, that was a great Thanksgiving dinner. And even the one we after the one we just had, maybe maybe the greatest I've ever had. But you all know, and it's worth this thought, it's worth saying this, the really good Thanksgiving food, the best Thanksgiving food there is, Without question, no matter where you have your Thanksgiving dinners, and I hope you had a good one, and I hope it was filled with all the things it should be, and the sentiment and the acknowledgement that, you know what, there's a lot to be thankful for, and you have to know who to say thank you to. So, you know what, I hope you had all of that, but the best part of Thanksgiving dinner is always the 11 o'clock at night, no matter how much food you've had, 11 o'clock at night, the refrigerator door open, the light spilling out into the dark kitchen, and you're leaning in in your robe and your slippers, and you're pulling tinfoil back on a plate, and the dog is behind you sitting up with the tail swishing on the floor, as always, full of hope, and he's going to have whatever you have anyway, and you know that, but that is the best Thanksgiving food in the world, because for all Thanksgiving dinners, you know, no matter how good the food is, and you've just had a couple of cocktails anyway, and you're really ready for a good meal, but... You have to talk to people you really don't talk to that much. So if it's family, if it's friends, if it's friends of a friend, if it's family of a family, if it's people, because it's always good to invite people over. You don't really know. If someone doesn't have a place to go for Thanksgiving, you should invite them over. That is no kidding. But as a result, as you're cutting food, you're listening to someone saying something you may not need to hear. You know, it's the classic thing, again, if someone says to you, you know, a lot of people think insurance and reinsurance are the same things, but they're not. And you're actually thinking, if I stab this guy, would I have to go to jail? Because it's Thanksgiving. But that's why the real Thanksgiving dinner, the really good food, is when it's quiet, when it's all been cleaned up, when you've done all the work and the fire is out. We have a fireplace, so the ashes are out, and they've been... You beat up the log, and you make sure that mat of, mat of ashes is going out. And then when you get to turn that tinfoil back on that plate, whether it's a pie or the turkey, and no kidding, I had another plate of it tonight before coming here, and that is, let's see, one, two, three, four, five days later, and it was still great. And, boy, when you can microwave some some gravy on chicken in this case uh, with some uh, Brussels sprouts as well that my wife uh, did something to that made them acceptable. <laughs> because let's be honest, who wants Brussels sprouts ever? And it's Thanksgiving. Now you want to eat something bready. But it was all so good. And as good as that was, though, it can't touch that seven-hour meal at Boston Legal. And the story I want to tell you today, the last uh, story of the day, though, is today... It has a title, and as I told the colonel before, 
Sometimes these stories should have titles. And this one is The Death and Burial of a Loyal Shirt and the Socks That Loved Him. We've talked before on the show about how, well, people like you and me and the folks here and Chris and Jeff don't throw out a lot of things. We, we, we're not a throw-out kind of group. A lot of the society makes things disposable. This is a cliche. We all know it's true. But we're not a throw-out kind of group. We're, we're people who like to wear things and get good value out of them and, and wear them also because they have a certain sentiment. And that's true. And there's nothing wrong with putting sentiment in clothing, by the way. It doesn't mean you're praying to them. It doesn't mean you're putting them up on an altar. But clothes have memories, and objects have memories. And you know what? There's nothing wrong with treating them in a way that when something's done, you don't just throw it out. You think about it more. And last week, before the Chicago job, I was in a great place, Richardson, Texas, and... I was working at the Iceman Center. Terrific people again. Was there for five days, six shows, and I had a terrific time. And I had shirts with me. I always wear the same shirts. Someday they're going to be a sponsor here, I think, but it's always Brooks Brothers shirts, and it's always their dress shirts, and they just feel a certain way. Every talk show I've ever done, every TV show I've ever done, every special I've ever done used to be just the button-down Brooks Brothers, but it's these shirts now. And this one in particular, though, is a color they call It's a dark blue. It's, they call it French blue, I think. It's a darker blue. You all know the color. You've seen it a thousand times all over the world. And you know what? This particular shirt wasn't made that well. And, oh, just a few months. I've had, I still have Brooks Brothers shirts. No kidding. I have had for 25 years. I have some Church's Capitoe wingtips I've had for 25 years. I have some Allen Edmonds shoes I've had for 25 years. And this is no baloney. They, they are going to be sponsors one day, but I'm, I'm, not, I'm not sorry to say, you know what? These are good products. And if you keep getting the shoes remade and resold, and if you keep treating the clothes well, no kidding. I have a suit that I wore on an HBO special called Just Words that I have worn on the road again as late as three weeks ago. And uh, it's not looking that good, by the way. But (laughs) no, it is. It looks fine. It looks crisp. It looks like a good formal suit. And so the point is, I don't throw things out a lot. This blue Brooks Brothers shirt, though, wasn't made that well, and it used to make me angry. And I knew instead of 20 years out of this shirt, I wasn't even going to get 10, and I wasn't even going to get 5, and I probably wasn't even going to get two. But you know what? I held on to it and I still used it. And at one point it ripped. A little thread came out and it ripped. It started ripping. That was just on the sort of the left breast, the just below the collarbone. And I could still wear it because I could still have a shirt, uh, a suit jacket on top of it. In the show, I also wear a dressing gown, like an old Sherlock Holmes dressing gown. So I'd take it off. And it didn't really matter to me that it was torn or that the hole was now visible or that it was going to get a little bigger. And I used to get mad at the shirt and say, you know what, this, this shirt isn't even made that well. And then I realized, though, when I was on the road in Richardson with this shirt this time, I realized, you know what, it's not his fault. This particular shirt, this particular guy, was like a kid who just wasn't raised well. It was in this case, and I buy Brooks Brothers products forever and always will, but in this case, you know what? The parents didn't take good care of him. So it's not his fault he wasn't made well. It's the parents' fault. And so you know what? Instead of At this point, I knew I wasn't going to wear the shirt anymore in any more shows. I wore it for five shows. 
And then you know what? I, even for the sixth show, I decided to take another shirt I brought with me, and here's the reason why. Instead of just taking the shirt home and throwing it out and throwing it in the trash can, and that's that, I thought, you know what? This guy deserves a burial at sea. There are certain performers who die with their boots on, so to speak. Dick Sean is one of the classic stories of this. A great, great performer, a live performer, a movie actor. He just a great, great, great comic and actor. And he died in intermission performing a one-man show. By golly, this is 10, 10, 12 years ago, I guess. And maybe some of you know this story. But he, as a joke, he would he would lay himself down on this couch on the set for intermission and just lie there. And when people would come back then, he'd get back up and start the second act from that, which is kind of funny. He was, he was an abstract performer. Andy Kaufman was much in his mold in a way. They were, they were, two, they were both of a type. And Dick Sean at this one point said, yeah, the last line of the first, come on, come follow me. And he lies down. And then he, uh, for the first, end of the first act, oh, everyone laughs. He's just going to lie there. And then they go out and get a drink and go to the bathroom and come back. But he died. He died right then. And when people came back and the second act started, because that's what he always did, and it didn't start and he didn't get up, and of course they realized, and it's a horrible thing. But in a way, if you think about it, that's not a bad way for a real performer to go. And uh, if everyone has to go, and we all do, well, I, th- I think he was in the 80, 85 range or the 75, 80 range or something like that. And uh, Dick Sean, he was in. He was great in the movie. It's a mad, 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 mad world. So many other things, but I think he was uh, eighty years old or more. So you know what? That's pretty good. And what I'm getting at is that's not a bad way for a performer to go. And I guess I thought this blue shirt deserved, well, a little just a private respect from me because this shirt had been in a lot of shows with me and had done really well, even though he wasn't raised well and the dye didn't work that well and the thread wasn't really made that well and it, this particular one, it wasn't his fault. And I decided that for the last show, I would, number one, I thought, should I leave him in the dressing room? Because that's a pretty good way to go for a shirt, to leave him hanging in a dressing room. And I thought, no, you know what? Even better, I left... I left him hanging in the closet, I intention, in the hotel room, because he's a road shirt, and I'm a road guy. And you know what? I took that shirt, and I hung it up on one of the wooden hangers, the ones with the very small hook so you can't steal it. And that shows you the kind of classy places I'm staying in, by the way. And I hung, I hung him up there, and with the, with the little rip very visible, and I actually, I didn't, you know, you don't want to go too crazy on this, but I actually, you know, with a smile, I said, you know what? Thanks, pal. You were a good comedy shirt, and we've been in a lot of shows together, and this is where you're going to go. And I closed the closet doors. This is when I was leaving after the uh, to go to the theater for the last show, which was a matinee, and I put on a different shirt for then. And it's going to be on the photo album, by the way, uh, with a comment on it. So I'm going to show you the visual story uh, when you when you click onto that. If you, if you go onto that on uh, the Facebook page for this week with Larry Miller, in addition to which. The socks I took on that trip had holes in them, and I was still using them because I can put... I like that in theater. I like that the the robe of the Lord or the Duke is torn, but only the actors know that. 
I like that the, to the audience, it still looks fine. And so I was wearing these socks, even though they had a little, little hole in them in the toe and the holes in the toe were getting bigger. And so I decided, you know what? Same with you. Time for you to go. Time for me to say thank you to these socks. So I did the same thing. Instead of throwing them out in the dressing room, though, because you can't... No one wants to hang socks up in a closet. Someone has to clean that room. And it's just, it just doesn't seem... It's not seemly. And so I took those socks, but instead of throwing them out in the dressing room, I just hung them over the lip of the garbage can in the dressing room with the plastic bag in it. And the same thing. Did a little tip of the hat... A little salute said, thanks, guys. You did a lot of good shows with me, and I and I hope you liked the work because I was glad to have you with me. So it's a tiny thing that I know on our show here we all get to appreciate. Certainly you, it, very meaningful that you guys listen and that we're growing. And uh, for, so, you know, on behalf of Colonel Jeff and Dr. Chris, by the way, as you know, tell a friend and, uh, and let's keep this thing growing. I know you appreciate it the way... We do, though, and it's very, very meaningful to to tell stories like that. By the way, on Friday, December 16th, uh, in a couple of weeks, at 8 p.m., I'm going to be in Fayetteville, Arkansas, at the Walton Arts Center, and the Larry Miller Drinking Society will definitely meet after that. My website is LarryMillerHumor.com. Check out our show's Facebook page, which is, as I said before, Facebook dot com slash Larry Miller podcast. Follow me on Twitter at Larry J Miller, just the initial J, Larry J Miller. All stories are guaranteed true because that isn't that the best way to do it. And uh, as always, of course, by the way, to get your official Larry Miller Drinking Society membership card, send a self-addressed stamped envelope to Larry Miller Drinking Society, care of Ace Broadcasting, 10061 Riverside Drive, number 276, Toluca Lake, California, 91602, USA. But uh, as, as you know, I'm fond of saying, all roads lead to Rome, which is lucky because, as you all know, Homer is Homer and Pluto is a planet. That's right, folks. So until next time, remember, as always... If you walked out of bed today and had a job to go to and a home to come back to and someone there who cares about you, folks, the game's over and you've won. And that is still the truest thing I know. Good luck, all the blessings, and we'll see you next time here on Ace Broadcasting. For free... To iTunes, for free for iTunes.